Hey, it's Gina with the Good News Girl podcast. Welcome to the show. Really glad to have you here. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, hello, hello. It's Gina with Good News Girl, episode number 18. Today, I'm talking about how I love the Holy Spirit as comforter. I recently heard the Lord tell me, hold on tight, the ride is going to get bumpy. And when you hear a word like that from the Lord, you really tend to hold, want to hold on really tight. <laughs> and then what happens when you realize what you're holding on to is exactly what's being shaken. I'm going to read Hebrews uh, chapter 12, starting at verse 26. At that time, his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. It's exciting to think about God being a consuming fire and burning up all of our foes. But sometimes when he comes in as a consuming fire and burns up some of the things that we find as our comforter and that may be outside of him, it doesn't feel quite as good. Part of the Lord as father, as a good father, comes in and burns up things that that need to go. Some of those things may be something the Lord did give to us in another season that we may have needed um, because he's so good and gentle in those ways. And it's really all part of his great love for us. There might be a time when we need something and he gives it to us until we're standing on our feet and then then he decides maybe it's time to remove that. But when he comes as our comforter, his voice, his presence, and his glory changes everything. One word from the Lord can just shift an atmosphere. I've been there. We get so stuck in our ways and inside of our human selves down here on this earth, just trying to, you know, battle through situations. And he comes in with just one word. It's just incredible. We spend a lot of time sort of um, trying to hang on to stuff that we think we need, you know, being tight-fisted about things and just um, fighting him. I think a lot of the times we want to call out devils and do all these things. And really, instead, it's just, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're fighting are things that we've brought on ourselves. Um, and he's so good. He comes in and just takes those things from us that are that are harming us um, in such a beautiful, loving way. Um, I really love the passage in Mark 4. It's in Matthew as well. But in Mark 4, it says um, a really key thing for me. I'm just going to read the scripture and then I'll talk about it. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. (laughs) The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you, have, do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, 
Who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him. The, the part there that really blows my mind is that Jesus said, you know, Jesus is God. He's omniscient. He knows all. He says, come on, guys, let's go to the other side. <laughs> so the, right there was the promise. He didn't say, let's go in the boat and drown. He said, let's go to the other side. When we have a promise from the Lord, um, whether the storm terrifies us or not, he's already given us that promise. Let's go over to the other side. So I will point out the winds and the waves were something obviously coming against them because God, Jesus would not have rebuked something from God. So if God was in control of that, um, he wouldn't have rebuked it. So it was something trying to fight them. And, and if you continue reading on the passage, um, when they get to the other side is when Jesus actually rebukes the um, the legion demons, the territorial demons that are over there. So, um, of course, the devil was trying to fight them. But Jesus just, he was sleeping, sleeping in the boat. And then he said, yeah, he says, guys, what are you waking me up for? Don't you have any faith? And if you look at who the men are here, it's it's Jesus's disciples, the, the ones who already believed in him, not a, a non-believer who, who is shocked. I mean, they already knew who Jesus was, yet they're astonished at his authority and power. Who is this man? Even the winds and the waves obey him. It's just so powerful. I just think about some of the storms I'm in and I think, who is this man? He can rebuke the winds and the waves. A lot of the times I, th- I feel that we tend to want to run away from our pain and fears and avoid them at all costs. Our culture has has molded us into that mentality that we have to hold up this facade that says we have it all together. Um, you know, who can put up cooler pictures on social media or whatnot. And we're really just afraid to let our weaknesses show. Uh, you know, if we uh, misspell something or have a grammar mistake. I mean, nobody, there's no, this world is relentless. So we run from pain and things that hurt at all costs. When we catch a glimpse of something that doesn't feel good, we tend to dull our minds with anything and everything that we can to try to make it go away. The thing is, when we, when we comfort ourselves in our own strength, we will never know God as the comforter. That's one of his names. One of his names is comforter. That's the Holy Spirit. He's a comforter. The reality is, in this world, we, were, we, are, we will have trouble. John 16, 33. But I truly believe that during these times of trouble, this is really when we develop a part of our identity that can't be shaken. Back at that Hebrews verse, um, everything that can be shaken will be. Uh, Living a life free from pain is really a lie from the pit of hell. We're human and we all have weaknesses. Once the enemy loses his control over us in a certain area, he no longer has a hold on us. And that's John 8, 36. We can't be refined to gold without ever going through the fire, 1 Peter 1, seven, And perfect love drives out all fear, 1 John 4, 8 and 18. So it's just, God is just so good. I mean, he knows when we're in storms and he just quite frankly, he says, where's your faith? Pull out your faith. It says in Hebrews that you can't please God without faith. Um, If anyone builds a foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, 
because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive an award. That's 1 Corinthians three twelve through 14. Um, you know, it says in James, let's see, James 1, 2 through 4, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. First Peter 1 6. And all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a while you have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even through refined fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus is revealed. You know, God isn't asking us to live a a perfect life. He's not telling us, do everything that you possibly can to avoid pain in the world. Hide from things. It will be okay. I mean, we have to face this stuff. We have to face this stuff. Um, Yeah, and it says, you know, he's going to come to to check us out to what we're built on. And are we built on um, faith that's been proven through trials? Um, yeah, so it's crazy to produce oil an olive has to get crushed. I mean, you have to crush an olive to get the oil out to produce wine. A grape has to be crushed to get a nice fine wine. You have to crush the grape and Philippians chapter one, Paul talks about how his persecution and trials helped advance the gospel. I mean, we are set up to go through this. We aren't set up to go through a perfect, easy life, um, so, you know, in Isaiah fifty one twelve, it says, I am he who comforts you. He's the one that's supposed to be our comfort. Um, I love the scripture in 2 Corinthians 1 at verse 3. Praise be to God and, F- and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, <laughs> who comforts, comforts us in our all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So sometimes God actually sends us like we are his hands and feet. Sometimes he uses us to comfort other people. That isn't replacing humans for the Holy One. That isn't putting another person in place of God. But there are times when we need each other for comfort and we can only do that because of the comfort we've received from him. So it's so good. Um, you know, in First Thessalonians five sixteen, it says, "Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, not just in good circumstances, in all circumstances." There's a prescription right there through your trials. Rejoice always, pray continually. First Peter five seven, it says, "Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Throw it at Him." You know. I've just decided that I choose to entertain no other option but to stand in radical faith that God is who he says he is. He's told us we're going to go through this stuff. He wants us to find the comforter um, that he sent us. Actually, in the Greek, um, let's see, in the Greek, the the word for comforter is parakletos. It, it's for, I'm sorry, for Ad, the advocate, comforter, and helper. And this is describing the Holy Spirit. So there's scriptures that talk about 
Holy Spirit as advocate, as counselor, but also comforter. And um, if you just read through this, um, the word is broken down as from close beside and make a call. And it's basically a legal advocate who makes the right judgment call because they're close enough to the situation. So the Holy Spirit comes in and is so close and one with us that it can actually, he can, the Holy Spirit can actually help us make correct judgments in our pain. He could be the comforter. He's there. It's just amazing. He's an advocate, a friend, a helper. And that's all under the same similar word there with comforter. I want to read Isaiah 43, a couple of verses from there. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Not if you walk through the fire, not if you will go through the rivers, when the flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior, I give Egypt for your ransom. I just think that's very powerful. Um, yeah, we go through stuff, and I am coming out of the other side of, of some fire. <laughs> and I'm getting more refined. And I'm going to tell you, it's not, God's not saying, let me save you from that. He's saying, let me go through that with you. Let me show you how I will be there to hold you up and be your comforter as you go through this. And it just, it produces faith. It brings your faith to whole new places and whole new levels. And so I just, this is just something I'm walking through myself and I wanted to just get it out and talk about uh, the Holy Spirit as comforter and just encourage you to lean in and allow the Lord to do the work he's trying to do in situations that you're in and not run from it not try to hide from it, not dig a hole and keep your head underground until it all passes over, but to just be active and a part of it and get out of it in that season exactly what he's trying to do in you. And he's so faithful. God is so faithful. He is so true. He is so just. His ways are not our ways. They're higher and they're better. And he loves us. And I just encourage you to worship your way through it. Fight with the words spoken over you. Fight with the truth of who God is. Worship him. Keep him. Um, keep your gaze fixed on him and just allow him to be your comforter. I bless you guys. Thanks for listening.